don't underprice your services at the end of the day. Accounting firms just historically suck at that. Pricing, I think, solves 95% of issues. Yeah, don't worry if the client's going to say no because you will get yeses. Price it high and then the ones that... Wow. (laughs) That was the best line that you had all day today. Now I got to write. You're welcome. Price it high. I'm writing that (laughs) down. please welcome to accounting high it's freshman year at a brand new school here we have no rules in place as we're on a mission to set our own traditions so hang tight and learn with us as we grow at accounting high you can expect to gain knowledge in a completely different way than what you may be used to with some fun and oftentimes colorful conversations whether you loved high school or you hated it here's your chance to be a part of an unforgettable experience redone While you're here, don't forget to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening to us right now so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And feel free to leave us a five-star review letting us know how the school year is treating you. In addition, share this episode on social media tagging us at Accounting High. So sit back, relax, and open your mind because class is in session. I repeat. May I have your attention, please? This is another public service announcement brought to you in part by Accounting High. The views and events expressed here are of the next generation of accounting and tech professionals leading this space. The events and suggestions are not to be taken lightly. Children should not partake in the listening of this podcast. Anything else? Yeah. So without further ado, introducing the star of our show, Scott Scarano and Jason Ackerman. We're going to have a problem here. Jason, who's our who's our distinguished guest? Jimmy Caporelli. You know it. JC. All right. But you're going to go by Jimmy here, right? Mark Jim. Nice Italian. And we... we uh, nice Italian. Would you say we're best friends from Carbon X or... Ab- uh, absolutely. And okay, I mean, only only the best of friends call me Jimmy. So you, you'd have to. So first question is, you gave my brother some tickets to cash out. Did he pay you? <laughs> did that happen? Do we need to break his legs? Oh, you're right. He did. I didn't hand him the tickets until the Venmo. Oh, that's right. He, he he You paid him like ninety percent. He took a ten percent cut. That's right. He had to he had to take the vig. <laughs> So, but yeah, that was wild. So you are co-owner? Is it? You have another owner? Yep. Of yep. a firm in I New York. Founder of my. That's right, Syracuse, New York, upstate, central. And New we York. were talking at Carbonettes, and something you said. You're like, I want to be on the pod. I'm like, no way, this tornado's going on the pod. But then you said something, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was cool. Just call him. Yeah, a I made that hornet? up. I'm in Miami now. Just we just. All right. Yeah, this is Miami. The last Ackerman, person said I had right? a Miami, a Miami buttons, vibe going. Chest so. hair coming out. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I think you got to take it one more button. It's, down. The, it's, it's literally the last button. I need to create a button. <laughs> I would, but you said something cool at Carbonets. You're like, I want to, like, completely change tax season and taxes. Something along Absolutely. that line. And I was like, you had him hooked. No, with you taxes. had me hooked with 
I want to change taxes. I'm like, oh, that's... You had me hooked when you said, I want to be on the podcast. <laughs> Anybody that says that is, is on immediately. <laughs> like, you want to be on? Sure. So... Yeah, I've been I've been working on it exclusively for the, probably the past month or two now. So... So, making some good progress. So, tell, first of all, everyone should go check out Highline. Is it just Highline yes, Accounting sir. or Highline... I, that's it. Just Highline. Accounting Highline. They have an today. awesome website. Probably the best accounting website I've ever seen. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. Um, I, I already told him I'm copying. It's one of the I'm best. Gonna... One of the best I've seen. I love the use of yellow. Just that not too many uh, accounting firms yeah, are using Yeah, it's either green or blue. That's why we went with red. I was that's like. unique. I don't yeah. want green. Are you kidding me? What's the right. color of Bitcoin? You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> right. So I love. Uh, we're, try- we're trying. I love everything. Trying to be different. Yeah, your brand. So to. I guess let's start with changing tax season. What, All like, right. where did this come about? What are you thinking? What are you trying to do? Straight, Straight to the, the meat, meat, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm just fed up, you know. So what the the straw that broke the camel's f's a blazing. Right. I I've heard them plenty on the, <laughs> this podcast, so I'm rolling with it, baby. Uh, and you got the Italian uh, right. the the, the, the speak go. there too. Yeah, uh, like it. it was just. I mean, I was already thinking about it, but last this past tax season, like that was just that was enough. So like what what really took place was that, you know, like finding finding good tax help these days, as I'm sure, you know, is pretty much impossible. So, I mean, we've struggled with it. I'm sure everybody else is. Everybody's looking. But we had this really awesome tax person. She was very tenured, very good. She was. You know, she was going to work on a part-time arrangement 30, 40 hours a week during tax season. And like any other tax season hit the fan, she volunteered to work some extra hours, which I was inclined to say, I'll take it uh, as I was trying to keep myself out of the, the day-to-day tax work over there. But, you know, sure enough, end of tax season, got the notice. She quit because she couldn't handle the stress, couldn't handle the extra hours. And, and now, you know, we've been left scrambling, trying to t- find another tax person ever since. And, you know, if, if we had made this change before last tax season, she'd still be here today. And frankly, you know, I've been starting to use it as a recruiting tool because I mean, the next evolution of accountants, they're not, they're not down to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Like they're just not going to do it. So if we don't, if we don't change, we're not going to have anybody left. I think I think I saw a stat the other day from the AICPA, 75% of the accountants in the industry are going to be gone in the next 5, 10 years, something like that. So we just got to be better because it's completely unnecessary to let the government dictate by these deadlines that they give us because they just want to get paid. So I'm just... Why, why are we letting the government dictate it when we can do it ourselves? Jimmy, this sounds great. How are you doing it? Tell me how. Well, here's, here's the plan. I love that. That's a great so, sound effect. I love how he took a sip first before he went into it. That was, <laughs> that was, that was baller right there, yeah. So I've been, uh, I've been talking to some customers the last week or two as well, trying to get them warmed up to the idea and getting some feedback. I've been getting some good feedback. But So I'm going to run I'm going to run it basically on a fiscal year basis where it's going to start October 1st and it's going to run until September 30th. That's how 
they our tax year is now going to run because that's when the tax planning kicks off is really on October 1st. That's really when the tax year should really start for our clients. So we kick off October 1st. We start the tax planning process. We're working through that. But as part of that tax planning process, we're going to completely outline the entire next year from them from deadlines, paying their estimated tax payments. So we're going to we're going to give them a plan basically by mid-December, right, of all of the tax planning strategies that we came up with. So we have, well, we'll probably give it to them by the end of November, frankly, so we have time to execute on it. So who's we're going to tell them what we're going to tell them how what was the ROI, who's going to do it. And we're going to provide a roadmap for the complete next year so that filing a tax return by April 15th or March 15th becomes a, just a mere formality at that point. So like completely unnecessary. And after right. like we know if we did your tax planning, like that's going to be a prerequisite for you to be a customer now. Like we're going to do your tax planning for you. And we're going to know for basically until September of next year, we're going to know exactly how much tax you're going to owe and your estimated tax payments and and when when all of that cash flow comes due. I mean, we take care of their accounting as well. We take care of cash flow forecasting for them. So it's all just going to fit in nicely. And when I when I was selling it to the customers that I did talk to this way, that I, I specifically chose a couple that are like, Oh, I got to file by the April 15th deadline. I got to I got to when you ask them why it's they're just trying to check a box at the end of the day. So if we're giving them a plan, so we're going to give them a roadmap basically by the end of the tax planning session for the entire next year so we can get them comfortable. And we're, you know, and then we're also going to take some additional steps to take more work off their plate. Like, we are going to now start paying everybody's estimated tax payments for them. So we're going to shoot, you know, we're going to shoot them an email first of the month before those estimates are due. Hey, just want to let you know, we're going to be paying 50 grand fed 10 New York coming up January 15th or June 15th, whatever. So that again, taking more off their plate, providing that roadmap, providing that comfort. And when I put it to the customers that I interviewed that way, they're like, man, I don't give a then like as long as you're take as, lo- as long as i know you're taking care of it that's all i need to know and i'm not going to be penalized for it and you know there was a question like does it increase the audit risk you know and you know that's just a actually decreases the audit risk there. the longer you wait <laughs> to file there you go so like there's there's really no downside to it okay so when you say give them the roadmap how are you like physically giving them a, is it an email? Is it a PDF? Like, is there a format that you've done? Is it in carbon? So is it a template? Like what's the roadmap? Yeah, I'm still working how I want to, on how I want to deliver that. Probably going to work with our sales and marketing team. We have a, we have an outsourced designer that we have on retainer. That'll probably help me build something nice, but it's, yeah, I, I haven't quite figured that out. You know out. what I did? You know what I did? I, I drew a physical road, and along the way there were pit stops. Yeah, but that's all. That's good it, for you because you literally need the road used to make to fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was more of a play on words. It was a play on the word, but Ackerman made fun of me for it. So if you do no, something I, creative, I like it. But I, I kind of like it too because then you're kind of 
when you're doing the plan, you're then kind of creating your roadmap for the team too. And I'm guessing you're setting exactly. that all up in carbon being like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, ab- absolutely. We'll have templated work items set up for all that stuff. It'll be, it'll be. Mwah. So yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not messing around with that anymore. I, I already told, I started telling everybody all of the communications to new customers that sign up for our tax services are all going to be communicated the same thing. This is how we do it. You're going on extension. Here's why. And if you communicate that the right way, not going to be a problem. Now, what, how are you, are you changing your pricing at all? Are you getting rid of customers Uh, that aren't going to fit this model? What are you doing? Yeah. Scott and I were talking about this the other day. Does Scott call you? Scott, how many people do you talk to? It's unbelievable. (laughs) He's a connector. We had a nice conversation. Scott talks to everybody. Yes. I I heard. And I was was talking with Peter and Spencer from Tallyfor the other day. They're like, oh, yeah, Scott, Scott's a, Scott's a good man. You know, they were. Peter's they were my boy. Very, very did nice did he, did he well bring up me, in the, Peter? In the community, Ackerman. Did you know that? Peter oh, did not. Oh, you, Peter. <laughs> I love you, Peter. I have to give him a hard time. Another plug. But anyway, don't, how are you changing your pricing, but, your clients? What are you doing? So, it, yeah. So basically, I mean, this all started probably a year and a half ago. So we stopped taking tax-only clients, uh, probably tax, yeah, tax season of last year, and it was really so. From then on, you have if you want tax services, you have to sign up for accounting services. Once you're ki- signed up for an accounting service package, you have the option for the HR and payroll. You have the option for tax to go along with that. So, so what we did though was obviously we had a plethora of extra tax-only customers that were on the payroll, so to speak. So that summer, fall, we divested from probably about a quarter million dollars worth of tax returns and moved on. Divested mean that you sold them or you just fired them? Correct. Yeah. No, we sold them. So it was actually uh, an ex-employee of ours that I actually trained up back in the day. Well, he he was with Matt and I at our old firm. And then he came to work for us for a period of time, was looking to start his own thing. It was a perfect match. And then uh, he found a partner for that business as well. But we we sold that off to him fall last year. Went really well. But we did not alleviate ourselves from all of the review. We So we had a, a book of business that was reviews and tax as well that we kept. And we thought we might be able to service it. But the way that our business is going... Yeah, you know, it was it was just extremely difficult to try to service that while you're trying to be a completely different business, you know, completely different business model. Like you, you got to staff up to do reviewed financial statements and, and tax for that period of time. So, you know, we recognized that that was extremely difficult this past tax season. So, we, uh, you know, we divested from the rest of that this summer as well. And just going all in on Highline, outsourced accounting, HR, tax. And what was really interesting there is you don't like this is what a lot of the larger CPA firms are doing, too. They're breaking out their attest, their their audit departments into entirely different companies 
But then you look at what you're left with and you don't necessarily, like you're saying, 75% of the profession is going to be gone. You don't necessarily need a CPA to do the kind of work that your, you know, your employee makeup, how many of them are CPAs right now? Uh, that's a good question. I'd probably say half. Okay. Probably about. Right. And if you were doing audit, you know, you'd probably need 70, 80% right. at least. Yeah. So what is your basic prices for this type of service that you're giving? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So are you talking about tax then? Just tax? So let's just say I'm a typical small business that I want monthly. But no, you're not a typical because you got to well, be in their I, verticals. I, we didn't I, get into that too. I'm, They've got clear verticals. Let's say Ackerman's a yeah. gamer. He's he's got a streamer yeah, channel. I'm, I'm big on the Twitch. He's making you know? some good money. I'm down here in Miami. I'm just playing Twitch all day, making a million dollars. So I need somebody, go. and I'm you know I don't know anything about accounting. I'm an idiot. So I need someone to every month reconcile my crazy transactions, do my tax return, give me tax advice. Yeah. So we'd probably put you in a probably about a twenty five hundred dollar a month accounting package. That's a little, you know, for somebody like that, might, that might seem like much, a little too much, but they they really want a white glove service. At the end of the day, they don't want they they really don't want like like you said, they really don't even want to talk about any of it. Yeah. So we'd we'd probably put them in a twenty five hundred dollar a month. We'd probably throw on you know payroll, HR and payroll, because they'll probably be oh, an yeah. escorable paying reasonable salary, yada yada. And then we'll put them in a tax package. You know, my my tax prices aren't quite as aggressive as yours, Jason. But we would, you know. So I'm I'm actually working on. I was talking to Scott about it the other day. We're working on finalizing recur recurring revenue model for tax. Baseline for that is probably going to be about six seven hundred dollars per month. So about seven eight grand for the year to include business return, individual yeah, tax that's planning. Good price. Paying your paying your tax estimates for you, just be and being available. You know, things just things just come up all the time, and like fifteen minutes here, twenty minutes there, and you don't want to you don't want to ticky tack bill your clients like that. So we're just going to make sure we build it into the recurring model. And that's not even doing any of the accounting or exactly. Well, yeah. So he's basically work. saying the twenty five hundred yeah. plus eight hundred plus payroll, tied in four thousand dollars a month. For, for me, so fifty k, fifty k a year, but I know, like, I don't have to worry about jack. Exactly, that's concierge. Yeah. So, in order to get a client that isn't going to flinch at that, you need to create a funnel. You need to, you need to have a sales channel. You need to be marketing to them. So then, when they do come, they're pretty much expecting it. Your your prices are very transparent. I love that. Like on your site, you've got pretty much everything laid out. So there's no price questions or price, what's the word? Like there's no price objections by the time they come to right. you. So tell us first, what are your verticals? Our ideal customer would be, you know, anybody in the gaming industry, content creators, that would be our go-to. But in addition to that, software and tech is really right up our alley. We're 
you know, average age of our employees is probably in the low thirties. You know, we're all really young. We get it. We understand it and we're very relatable. So anybody in that industry, SAS, you know, anybody building anything like we have, we have a huge EV uh, company that's, you know, starting to really take off. But in addition to that, we do professional services, digital marketing agencies are really good for us. And then believe it or not, nonprofits, nonprofits is actually a great customer for us. It, it fits, it fits well, there's a great value proposition there for what they need and, and we can re do it really well. So I'd say that's, that's where we're focusing our efforts. You know, we do have the sporadic restaurant here or there, but it's just like basically anybody with inventory just turns out to be a nightmare at the end of the day. So we can, we can do it, but there's so much inefficiency in it and it's just tough. Like you got, like they, they got to have an inventory manager on staff if we're going to take care of it. So, yeah, we do do e-commerce as well, but again, that gets into the inventory conversation. So it's just, it's gotta be right. So we're, we're probably going to take on one here pretty soon. Just selling merch and, but they have somebody on staff that's going to handle the inventory piece. So that's physical inventory. So these digital content creators, they have digital inventory. That's nothing to really keep up with. Them, right. right. The biggest thing with the, the content creators or the gamers, same thing is as they get bigger, there's a lot of, they start signing more contracts with different sponsors. There's different payment turns. You know, so keep it up with all of that for them. That, that's why, like, that's why you got to charge a little bit more because it's not, it's never as cut and dry as, oh, they're just getting, you know, money from Twitch. You know, there's, there's contracts coming from all over the place. You know, they're going into different states to do photo shoots or appearances, stuff like that. So it gets more complicated than you'd expect. So when they're going into different states, are there taxable events? Are you doing yeah, different taxes? Yeah, taxable event, mm -hmm. dog. You filing returns for those states? Yeah. Slice guy can't give tax advice. Oh, it depends. No, it, it depends on the income, right? Like, do they have to hit a certain amount? Not necessarily. Depends on the state. I mean, it's. I think it's right. Every state's different, which is which is yeah. why, as you know, as we're going to have that base recurring revenue model for tax, but we're going to have like we're going to have add-ons to that, right? So, like, if you're if you're multi-state, that's going to be an extra hundred dollars a month to monitor that for you. So, like, the six hundred is going to be like your your one-man escort that that never leaves that doesn't do anything he's you know he just so he's is got that a 600 per and, month or 600 per year 600 per month for that baseline tax package that we talked about i got you and then if you have a second if you have a second partner or a third partner yeah. it's got to go up from there right no, that's good that's good go pricing up. your your website's not quite clear on that it just says 600 dollars but oh, that's, I mean, that's all got to get it. It's a but I love, I like I was saying, I love how yeah. your website just, it just alleviates, like by the time you talk to the, someone who's interested, like, you know, they're willing to pay because they don't get that far until like they're willing to pay at least, you know, 2000 bucks a month. 
And those are the clients exactly. that you want. You're not dealing with these little who want, you know, a $500, $600 tax return and want to ask you a million questions. And then they're like, uh, right. but I'm not going to pay, you know, $7,000. So go yourself. It's like, exactly. Just wasted all my time. I love that. Right. If, yeah. If you're, if you're not, if you're not willing to pay that, then that's not what we're looking for. So, so as Take you're designing your team, do you have, I'm guessing you have a separate team that does the bookkeeping controller CFO oh, yeah. stuff, and then you have a tax team. So how, how, are, right. how do you like, how do they communicate with each other? How do they work together? Yeah, that's, I mean, so carbon helps, right? That just that comment sponsor alone, sponsor alert. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Just the comment feature alone helps there. But at the end of the day, I mean, so like we're structured. So we operate in, I heard you, Scott and Nicole talking about this recently. Somebody was operating in pods. We operate in what we call squads, I guess you could say. Pod. That's right. So basically we have kind of a tiered approach. We have a controller level person, maybe a little higher than that, who kind of runs the squad. And then we have a couple client accounting managers, we call them, that are your assistant controller type kind of person. Maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower, depends on their experience. But in addition to that, when we got three specialists, which are basically your bookkeeper level. So trying to <clears throat> leverage the model that way. So you have six people on a pod. Well, we have, we have six people in a pod, but we also, for accounting. Yeah. And then we have tax and HR in that pod as well. And now the, the numbers don't work out great right now <clears throat> based on the size MRR that we're servicing. So tax and HR do service multiple squads, which is fine. Just the revenue just doesn't line up for there to be a one-to-one -one ratio right now. But so that way each squad has what we like to call, you know, the ability to work autonomously. So, so that we can work faster so that each, so instead of going to, you know, this was to alleviate kind of getting leadership out of the day to day. So now they have dedicated people to that squad. They meet, you know, they have daily standups. So that's one thing. That's one way for them all to connect together. They also have sprint planning sessions together. So we work in basically two week sprints or semi monthly sprints where we'll all, they all, and they plan their sprints out together, but then they have a sprint planning meeting to kick off. They do a sprint review at the end to basically see how they did, what went wrong, what went well. And so they really start to develop a good chemistry inside of those squads. And so they know exactly who their go-to person is when there's a tax question that comes up or there's an HR question that comes up. It's immediately, boom, tag Jason over an HR. And Fire him. We're rocking it. <laughs> <laughs> right so so that's i mean that's how we operate currently so how many clients you know, do you think or i guess what's two questions this is kind of the same question how many clients do you think one of these pods can serve and what's the gross revenue of the pod that you're trying to get to number of clients is kind of hard to say i mean we could back into it i guess but it's really MRR driven currently. So monthly so recurring revenue. Goal, so what's the monthly, right. what's the gross revenue you're trying to just, get? 
for for accounting alone, ideally it'd be a hundred k each for each pod. We're right. We're we're struggling to get there right now. We've got a lot of operational efficiencies that we gotta work on, but you know, in order to be in order to be at about what is it? You know, forty. I think it was forty five percent GP. You got to be running at about eighty k of MRR in order to make that work. So, so you're trying to get to one point two million basically per year, hundred k with six people. You're paying them six hundred k, roughly. That would be a that would be ideal, yeah. So I think that's that's probably what we struggle with the most is how it's the gross. I guess that I guess you should really just plan on gross, and then if they're not at gross, like why is that happening? Are you underpricing? Are they working too long? Exactly. To figure out what the deal We're, is. <laughs> <laughs> right. We have a actually a three hour working session tomorrow morning to to kind of do a. Uh, an offsite to kind of address that, you know, we're just make some, some quick, maybe even drastic changes to how we operate because it's just like, you, you got to try something to, to increase the capacity of the team because right now it's, it's good, but we're not, we're not moving the needle at all. So we're, we're going to try some, some different stuff and, and see what sticks. Can't be afraid to fail. Exactly. So t- tell us something that you tried that, that you failed at that you thought was going to work out. For for this or something, any something in, in the, the firm, pre- preferably not like a dating experience that went wrong. Oh no no no! I, the one that stands out to me the most is it was a, we were a couple years in, and we had made a, a sizable investment in Salesforce. We had built out, and it, it worked, and I could show it to you guys sometime, but we basically built out, we were we were kind of ahead of our time, I think. We were tr- we were building out something like Carbon has. You were like um, Bookkeeper 360, that's what they did. <laughs> well, we were, basically what we did. They're in New York, we, too. We automated the tax process, whereby in Salesforce, we basically, the idea was that at the end of the year, you'd be able to, you know, you'd have all your tax products assigned to all your customers. You'd be able to press a button. It would automatically generate. It would kick over to PandaDoc. PandaDoc would send out all of the engagement letters. Once they signed them, they would automatically, it would kick back to Salesforce. Salesforce would see it. Salesforce would send out the individual tax return request list like immediately. And then from there, there was a walkthrough of, you know, uploading their tax documents, yada, yada, yada. So the idea was as soon as January 2nd hit, you'd be able to press the button and then you wouldn't have to do any follow-up. You wouldn't have to do any manual engagement letter stuff. And then the we would get notified when the individual was done uploading all their documents and finishing their questionnaire. So, so- worked out for a period of time, but it certainly wasn't perfect. And if you really want to take that something like that to the next level, like Salesforce is not cheap. Well, that's the problem is so, like you build it and it's awesome, but you have to pay someone 
all the time to manage it and keep it up and going and that's where right. that's where you get <laughs> whereas like right. carbon you know you well it's not just plug and play it's right. not just you know they're gonna update the system all the time and keep making it better and you're not having to pay someone to do that custom for you it's all pretty much there though i mean it's maybe not plug and play but it's all pretty much templatized and you know you could pretty much start on carbon and be up and running within a couple right. of months. So yeah, so so as far as the biggest mistake there, that wasn't even it. <laughs> it was the first tax season that we had it. We charged a ten percent admin fee on everybody's invoice after the fact. Didn't tell them about it, mm. <laughs> and you would have thought hell froze over. It was it was a show. Every well, that's managing expectations. Right. Yeah, that was a. That was a big mess up. We kind of gave up on it halfway through tax season as far as charging it goes. Some people paid it, most didn't. And they basically were like, if you're going to do that, you should have just built it into my fee in the first yeah. place. And called it <laughs> so basically what we did next year is, you know, we increased prices a little bit to make sure to, to account for that because it's just, it's not a, not a cheap software, like I said. So trying to make up for it. But yeah, expectations, communication, it's the easiest way to off your customers. So are you all fit to price agreements now? Do you still charge by the hour for anybody? The only time, I mean, when we do consulting, we charge by the hour. So if, if they want to say they want one of our base packages and they want to you know, they want some KPIs built out or something like that, but they don't want it to be in a recurring package. Like we'll do that for them sometimes if it's just a small project and we'll just bill by the hour. But outside of that, we try to, anytime they want additional services like that, the first first question is how can we increase the price of their package to account for that additional value that we're going to be providing, you know, the rest of the time. Like let's let's try to make, like if you want KPIs, you know, let's try to build that into a monthly package that you know we can we can talk about it every month and and go over it together so that you know that's where that's that's where we're trying to move upstream with that's where the vcfo services come in right so like when we were a younger company a smaller company that's what we really hung our hat on so that was like when myself my partner a couple of our members of our leadership team were you know, we're in the day to day and we were able to provide that higher level VCFO type type work and clients loved it and they were willing to pay for it. But as we've gotten bigger, that's been like the hardest thing that we haven't really been able to scale it that well yet. So we're we're really working on that right now and, and finding the right tool to do it is, is kind of a big priority for us right now. Yeah, that I think a CFO type person is the hardest person to find because I've been looking for one forever. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're, it's not they're even expensive. expensive. Yeah, they're expensive too. and they're just hard to find. Like I think they're harder to find than tax people because it takes a, yeah. it's a, it's a lot of, what we, you've got to be able to what think. We've sold it. Right. Right. What we've sold it as, as the, the VCFO offering is really a, a collective effort of our, of all of our brains, you know, bringing in the the tax side of things, bringing in 
HR side of things, bringing in your three levels of accountants that are on your team and in one of our members of leadership, you know, I'd call him a, you know, borderline CFO already. So like, he's pretty close. So like we have, we have juice in the building, like when we need to really bring somebody in, like my partner, Matt or myself or Eric, you know, there's juice there that on a fractional basis, that's really all you need. So have we thought about bringing in a CFO? Sure. But like you said, super expensive and, you know, not many need that on a consistent basis. So like, how, do, how can we provide it on a, on a fractional basis with a team effort? And can we, almost, can we systematize it a little bit? So like, well, it's kind of the product kind of similar with tax, like high level tax planning, like the basics, a controller, like a, whatever the level of CPA with a tax controller can handle yeah. 95%, but then 5% you need that tax CFO type person to help I, you. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Let's talk some hard numbers. Hard numbers. <laughs> this is jingle. So head count. 30. 30. About. Yeah. Right. Owners. Two. How much do you guys work or how much time off do you guys take? Oof. You know, this year has been, you know, we've made steady progress every year because it, it used to be crazy. But right now, we're probably working probably about 55 hours a week, I'd say. Just consistent year-round, which I'm okay with, you know. Well, you said nobody wants to work 60 hours, so you're right under That's that. That's right. Uh, that was my goal for the year, you know, to, to get below that 60. So that's a, that's a win in my books. I spend more than that on this. Podcast. <laughs> top line. Top. Oh, by the way, I, as far as time off, not enough. How about that? <laughs> How many get, times no, have you gone to the casino right down the street? <laughs> not enough. Again, not enough. <laughs> The only time I've been to a casino this year was probably Carbonex. Oh, you were hanging out with and my brother at the roulette dead. wheel. That's right. I mean, well, I was watching. It's dangerous. He, he's he's quite impressive on the roulette wheel. <laughs> he's a gambler. He could be professional. Yeah. Uh, that was impressive. But uh, I got a couple. I got a couple vacations lined up this fall. Other than that. You know, I just I make sure to take half day Fridays in the summertime to go golfing or or do whatever just to get some me time. Next year at Carbon, you can play golf with us when we when we oh, leave for a whole day I, during the session just to dick around. I can't I can't believe you did did that without me. Uh, I know you didn't know me that well. Next year, time, but come on, he missed uh, he Village. missed my live podcast. He was out very difficult, <laughs> very difficult course. We'll play it next year. All right. I like it. All right. Top line. All right. Top line. I mean, so run rate, once we implement the tax recurring revenue model starting hopefully October 1st, we'll be at about $4 million. Pretty respectable. I'm not going to ask bottom line because I don't think you're going to answer. <laughs> let's, Nobody answers let's bottom line. Let's just say it's not, it's not great right now. You know, I was telling you the other day, like we've made, we've got investments going around all over the place you know we invested in a full-time well that's important to discuss too yeah. well i think we need to say a number before those investments that's what we need to make clear like you got your gross profit 
you got your expenses yeah you're operating before you do we should yeah people should really keep the books that way i've always thought like i should be the accountant for accountants we've uh i mean we've had some some of our customers like i I should be the person who like i'm like market that should be the vertical like i'm gonna do the bookkeeping and taxes for accounting firms and then like you know give kpis there we go listeners for for all of you listeners out there ackerman's got a new vertical (laughs) i'm gonna start with highlight taxes for accountants there you go I, I know your pricing. Who does your tax? Four thousand dollars a month, you get it all, baby. So before, let's talk about the investments. Where you're investing the money, and well, first let's go before before we talk about these investments. Roughly speaking, which take home? <laughs> you were gonna ask that, even though I told you I wasn't gonna tell you. I know it. I always do. I'll just I'll just so, say I think it's I think it's fair and modest in what we do now so. are you scared because you don't want your employees to find out i'm always curious as to why you don't want to say it yeah i think that's a little weird i don't know i think i don't, why? I don't think it's my employees know how much do I'm they in. they do we share it they see the financials do they see all your like crazy <laughs> like tra- mexican travel they do peyote is there a line for peyote in your books or is that just like a I don't think you're pronouncing it right, but I've never done peyote. Weed. Is there a weed line in there? Most of my weed is paid with cash. The, the dispensary so. is buried in <laughs> office expense. Yeah. Office expense. <laughs> Supplies. So, so like Scott was saying, what are you wh- what are you investing the money on? What's the, yeah, what's the R&D. R&D you're doing? Not the weed so R&D. So we just, we took one of... Well, all right, let's, let's back up. So... Let's let's try to back into this. You got roughly <laughs> X amount before you start investing, and now you're investing the money. How do you guys decide where you where you're gonna be putting the money and what you're gonna be taking home? Because you and you and Matt are what, fifty fifty? Yeah. Roughly, like fifty fifty. So how do you guys determine what you're gonna take home? We do I mean, we basically do a forecast, you know, for the for the for the okay. next year. What are our cat? What's cash flow look like? And you know what can? Do you do that every quarter, or do you do that once a year? Well, we we reforecasted mid year uh, this year, okay. but maybe twice a year. Quarterly is a little. What too are you much. using to do your forecast? Right now, we're we're moving. So it wasn't Excel, Google Sheets, Excel, um, yeah. but we're moving into Basis. I think I was telling you about that a little basis. bit. Basis. Uh huh. So yeah. that's. I haven't really gotten to delve into that too much as of yet, but Bebe over there actually just took our forecast and and put it into her basis software. And now I just got to find time to play around with it. Sounds like Jay-Z's wife. (laughs) Bebe and basis. They're an awesome team over there at basis. So has there been, so six years, right? Mm -hmm. That y'all been doing this together. Have you guys had any fights or disagreements over money or anything? Never over money. Usually just it's tax season and, you know, he said something that pissed me off. <laughs> but nothing, like nothing, nothing bad. Nothing, no, resentment no nothing bad at all. Usually it's just like a quick, quick little blow up and then, you know, we reconcile the next day and then all good. 
reconcile. So, no probably like intended. if that happened a handful of times, I'd be surprised. Like that's probably a lot, but you know, we're, we're really good. Yeah. So and how yang, do you, what, what a, yeah, there you go. So what are your strengths? Do you guys know your strengths? Have you guys done like the personality tests and stay in your lane? I mean, so he, he came out of public accounting as he was a senior auditor, different, different personality. He's like, he could sell ice to an Eskimo kind of guy. So he's, he's kind of the face, you know, like that's not something that I'm overly interested in at the end of the day, but he's, he's the, he's a sales and marketing guy. He's CEO type personality. And, uh, I settled in nicely to the COO role as, as ops, like, like I, I dig that so stuff. Scott, he's like you I'm and not, I'm like, I'm like Jimmy. There you go. Yeah. So like it, it actually worked out really nicely because like I'm not interested in doing the sales and marketing side and, and being that top level CEO and he's not interested in, in really digging in on, on ops and, and figuring out all that stuff. Plus like it would, it'd be really hard for him anyways, because as an auditor, you, you know, you don't really have any tax experience. Yeah, you have no skills. As in, as, right. <laughs> as a tax count, you, ha- you still have accounting skills. Yeah. Right. And then by virtue of my background, I did have some payroll and HR uh, skills as well. So being able to oversee all three verticals from an operational perspective was, again, right up my alley. So he's, he's got who's got the vision for the future. And that would be him. But I, I definitely have a lot of input in that regard because I do. That is something that interests me, especially so like we have, there's just so many opportunities for additional service offerings down the road that would love to to get into once we can really crush, you know, our current three verticals. So what's the end game? Well, I mean, the end game, it, it all depends. I'll tell you this. It all depends on if we're having fun or not. You know, if, if it's three years from now and we're not having fun, like I'm going to want to get out. Right. But as long as we can build it the right way and our leadership team, you know, starts taking more and more off our plate and starts running the company, then, you know, then I'm going to be happy and down to stick around and down to stick around that's right so pound the ground while you're at it so i'd say that's what it's really predicated on which is why which is why like this year like i made a conscious effort to work a little bit less and have a little bit more fun so that i'm not you know i'm not getting burnt out at the end of the day burnout have you experienced that i'd say uh, i'm usually pretty close to it at the end of each tax season. So another reason to cut the baloney with tax season, because basically what happens is, you know, it gets to be crunch time and there's nobody else to basically come in and save the day, right? So like, so that's where I got to come in, work nights, work weekends, whatever. And, you know, I got a young family, so I'm not trying to do that anymore. Like my, my kids are old enough now to be hanging on my arm while I'm doing tax returns on a Saturday afternoon, asking me why I got to work. They want to play. So in my experience, I did it by pure ambition. 
Like I wanted to do it. Nobody could tell me nothing. It wasn't like I have to go mm -hmm. work. It was like, I'm going to go work. Like, and I never really resented it. And I always like, you know, had something in mind, like, like just, I was doing, I don't know. I, I like, I needed somebody to tell me what I was doing wrong. Cause I thought I was doing everything mm -hmm. right. And it wasn't until I got my head out of my own that I realized how much I was doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And I realized how burnt out I was. Cause then once I stopped, I haven't gone back right. yet. And things are going better than ever without me. <laughs> Everybody can figure that out. All of our team, they know how to do stuff. Like at what point did you realize that you weren't needed as much as you thought you were maybe, or maybe because you had a partner that's different. I don't know. Well, I mean, we both have, well, we have the same one, but we both have an executive coach. Yeah. So tell me more about that. That's so we've had Matt's, Matt's had her for probably about six to nine months longer than me because he picked, he picked her up right at the end of 2020. Was it something like that? But basically they had their business baby before. Well, you were I mean, I wanted months. to sign. Yeah, I wanted to sign up, but I knew that tax season was going to be rough, so I delayed it until I could have my my mind right. Was it like a therapist? Like he was seeing her without you? <laughs> she is. I feel like she is half therapist, half executive coach. <laughs> That's what coaches are, right. right? Like business coaches and consulting. Like a lot of times, they've got to be able to bridge that yep. gap because a lot of business owners they don't see a therapist, so they're letting. A lot. I mean, they, they let it out on You're us my a lot of times yeah. too. I'm sure. <laughs> Actually, it's the reverse. If you go back and listen to hard numbers, there's definitely a therapy session for sure. <laughs> you even you even claim that you were my therapist. So, but yeah, like you know, you need somebody that you could talk to and somebody that understands what you're going through too. Exactly. And so you guys are going to couples therapy, I guess. Is that is that what you're doing together, or are you doing it se no, separately? separate sessions? Yeah, so that's probably that's kind a of a smart critical, idea to do um, therapy for the owners. That's that could be smart, what we but you do. Just call it business that's executive business coach. No, no, no. That already CPA is what therapist. we're going to do. That's CPA, exactly we're what we're going to do. That's there. We go. Write it down. Write it down. Here's a pen. Here's a pen. We don't need to write it down. The recording button's on. <laughs> this is a business. I'll plan. go back. I'll hear this. this again before it's out. Yeah, just wait until this episode's released. We're already going to have a website and everything. It's going to be great. <laughs> All Just right. wait a few months. When Ackerman actually starts doing some work, when he gets his head out of his own, we'll, uh, well, we'll be going there for Miami with this thing. Just wait. I I just know when you're ready. Like I, I'm very impressed by your work ethic you're when you actually me? do stuff. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm talking about you. He makes good product decisions. I told him this the other day too. I trust their judgment in every almost every product I use. I think he was using first. He was using zero. He was using carbon. He's used, ignition. I think we used it around the same time. I might have had ignition first. They were going to follow my lead on dial pad, and then they went to Zoom. So I think I'm switching to Zoom. So shout out so to Zoom. I just got to stay uh, plugged in with Jason. So I'm on the. You hang out with me, baby. Or or take me at the trailing end because I'll have everything he does eventually too. Yeah. Now I'm the cheaper you, version. You were like on the fence on carbon when we were there. You hadn't. Are you implementing? What's happening there? We, I mean, we did it for one of our squads as a beta test, just to make sure that, you know, they were going to, God, I love squad. That's so, that's such a cool <laughs> ass name. There's a lot of things so, to copy we, from Highline that I'm going to copy. All right. Well, we'll have to talk some more. <laughs> well, first of all, the all lowercase. That's a little old school. We used brilliant. to do all lowercase. Beautiful. And I, I like it. 
That's I my man. I love all lowercase. I, I write my name in all lowercase. I love Always. the. Uh, I love that you put the pricing on the website like, hi, I'm definitely hundred percent gonna do that. Hi, hi, and, and you're already hi, gonna expect hi, hi, a high hi, price. Hi, hi. Like that's that's even better than high rock because you spelled it high like hello. Like that's that's so great. I want to spell accounting high with H I. That was that was what I was thinking about doing. I'm gonna take off the G H. I'm just gonna call it accounting high. So just make sure you don't try to trademark that on us. <laughs> Somebody else did recently. <laughs> they tried to trademark high line I'm, on uh, you. This was called high there. They have a retirement plan company, like a guideline. Yeah. You know, you guys know guideline. Yeah, sure. guideline. It's a, a competitor of theirs called high mark. <laughs> and they literally sounds like a competitor for earmark. <laughs> yeah. They literally, their, their logo basically is exactly the same as ours and they're filing. A so for it. tell us. Well, no. How are you us, liking um, carbon so far? Trademark like, for high Do you think it's gonna work? Oh yeah. We so we it was a it was only a month beta test. Just wanted to make sure we we're good. So we got the other two squads in there. The following, basically, you know, a month after we came oh, back. The two from squads. Carbon. God, I love this. <laughs> this is so. Do cool. they have different Every time themes? You say it, I like it even is more. Is it like a Hogwarts situation? We, like color coded? Are they colors? They are color coded with names. Yeah, what are the names? Yes. Oh, with names. We've got, let's hear it. The names? We've got green. We, we've got green thunder. Ooh, we could start, do better. We could do better. Go thunder. on. I want to go. Do where this, I, I want to see where this goes. Yeah, I know. We, I could definitely give me a, a weekend with this, and I'll come up with some. I bad would love names. for you to do that Thank because, you. like, when when we originally launched the squads, I was like, "This is our consulting fee, Ackerman." <laughs> I, people green, could hire me. Green for thunder. I mean, stuff, dude. We, I'm, I'm, uh, that's. That's a we retarded got pony got with that. We can do better than that. Yeah, I was I was pushing them to be a little more <laughs> retarded ponies is a good name. <laughs> oh, Probably we'll have and, to check. And what was we'll the other one? Uh, donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> donkeys and what, what did you say earlier? Like who's this douche donkey? <laughs> We're gonna have to check with his HR team to see how retarded ponies works. All right, yeah. keep going, keep right, going. Right, let's yeah, go, Green Thunder. I like it. I dig it. Probably not gonna work for HR. But let's keep going. Scott's actually you gotta know these down, off your head. So Come on, this, this is your exciting. Teams. I am writing them down. Yeah, the, this is the first thing I've written down all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two episodes. You start talking about colors, and you got my ears. Like you, I'm full. You're not, not going to be overly impressed in. with the other ones. Not that you were with Green. No, no, You've no, already no. like. Are Tell you setting my setting the bar low? All right, go. You got to just fire them off here. Yellow Wolf Pack. And blue lightning, thunder, lightning, wolf pot. Okay, these are terrible. They, like, dude, really? So, so I'm working at this firm, and I gotta tell my like family that I'm in something that my boss calls a squad, and they call me Yellow Wolf Pack. Like, I don't even understand that. Are Yellow Wolf scared? Like, what's the? It's the worst. I'm sorry. I'm usually nice on this. Like, this is We're all terrible. Friends. We're all like, carbon. Oh friends. man. Like let me let me just come up with all we have to do is come up with a synonym. I think it needs to be like Western New York based. We it's need alliterative. Like, it's got to be like, alliterative we, too. We need a, yeah, you know something to do with the firm. I, you come with the substance, and I'm going to come with the flash. I, all right, me and Ackerman will come I back think, to you with some dope ass names. I think the names. squads would yeah. appreciate that. To be honest with you. They, oh yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they all struggle and, with it. And see it. What I think you we're should do. We're going to anoint them with I, new like, names. I like really want to do this, and I've been trying to figure out a way how to do the squad thing. But I think you go like all out like. Get him low-doed everything, like make him a team. You have like competitions, like make it right. fun. Oh, I like that. 
I like that a lot. Yeah, we just, uh, you know, we're accountants at the end of the day, so we're uh, we're not as creative as as we could be. That's for sure. You know, that's why you pay us the big bucks. You haven't paid us yet, but we'll send you an invoice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I All I right, got so, some names. I got some ideas. So when we'll we're wait, at Carbon X, we'll wait for that. TBD. What, what's like? You know, you're talking with all these other accounting firms. What's like some of the things you were like, oh, that's a good idea. I want to go steal that. There was there was a bunch of that. That was a great that was a great conference to go to. Um, you're actually going to implement. You're actually like, I'm going to implement this. Well, obviously, you met some of the greatest people in the world. Right, let's there, slow down. Right. <laughs> Yellow lightning. So slow well, down. Any, blue lightning or whatever. I mean, probably the. Is that what you're going to call me? Blue lightning? I kind of like that, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll keep there that There you one. go. Blue is my color. So basically, it was probably the growth lab guys and some of the stuff they were doing. You remind me of them. I was going to tell you that that you remind me of Dan or the way you guys operate is like Dan like five years ago or four years right. ago. Like I'm saying like Dan is doing some cool things, some dope things, and like you guys are pretty much close to there like you're it's an eye shot right them. when we were talking to them yeah we were probably about a year or two behind where they are right now yeah maybe that yeah but yeah i mean the technology automation stuff awesome like so we basically about a month ago we took one of our we'll call him more he's one of our more curious employees and technologically savvy he was a specialist and we pulled him out of that role. He, he was crushing that role, but like he was, you know, he his he was better utilized elsewhere. So you know, we wanted to take advantage of his strengths, and so we split him out. And you know, he's he's transitioning into the role, but he's going to be our our technology automation, our first employee in that regard going forward. So that was probably the respect one of the bigger respect. things. So. I'll talk about this. So Dan has been doing that for my firm, right? And open book, they said, whatever automation you want, boom. Like all you got all all wild cards. Whatever you want to whatever hand you want to play, that's cool. Because, you know, it's like a this is an iterative process. They gotta have learned they gotta have a feedback loop. They gotta right. learn. And I think it's awesome. And but the first session that we had, we were struggling to come up with something. Mm-hmm. Like, is that like, is that the case with other firms too, where you even have a a struggling figuring out what to automate? It certainly isn't as obvious as you would think it would be. Oh, I can think of a million things to automate. Automate. (laughs) All right. Well, give me some. If you can think of some, tell me some good ones. Because I'll tell you what we did. I'll tell you what we're doing. So we are automating the process of texting all texts that go to clients and phone calls are recorded in Dialpad. You have a transcript, but there's no easy way to get them into Carbon. So they've automated the process with the API to import that from the actual conversation directly into Carbon. We have a, we had to create a unifying. It's it's a big process just to do something simple wow. like that. Unifying like all the numbers that. have to be yeah. the same in Carbon, like same format. Yeah, you got to have a unifying key for each yeah. client and we had to create a database in a, in a Google sheet and do that. The other thing we're doing is actually 
in Google Data Studio trying to recreate Carbon's analytics oh, in the back door. Can we talk just using the, the API? That was such grand. a bullshit. No, no, they sent us an dude, email like for a forty Apple grand, presentation, dude. and we did a demo of it. And I'm yeah. like, this is like literally worthless. Like we can just pull it up and work. They used well, to give us that in a spreadsheet. Like, it just like they used to. So dumb. They they. They needed yeah. so yeah. yeah. I just love how they sent the invoice. They sent like, the invoice during the presentation. We, we're, we were saying how much we love Carbon. It was a DocuSign like sign here because charge, I was like, uh, we will charge you. It was almost like this is based on what we our yeah. previous conversation, and they did it for me too. But I think mine was like might have been twenty. Yeah, I don't even remember. Was it was, no one's gonna yeah. use that unless they actually like it's built into the system. No one's gonna use it with Power BI. Like people I, don't. No one's gonna do that. The way the way they rolled that out was just, yeah, it was, it, no, it was it, an Apple no, commercial, was, dude. It was like, and one more thing. No, they'll do a uh, they'll there. do a Harvard Business Law on how not to roll out a product. They'll just that'll be <laughs> carbon analytics. <laughs> carbon. Well, no, 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 I'll back it up though, because roughly, I oh, money aside, I said, oh, I, I told this to them too. And they didn't want to. Hear, he didn't want to hear my feedback then. But I was like, dude, all you had to do was just change the price, and everybody's still going to pay mm-hmm. it. Change the monthly price and give us more value for the monthly, and you, we're not going to leave. We're already slave to you guys, and not slave, but like I'm not going to pick up and move products. No. You're going to make more money, and then the really cheap firms, they're already like they're not using carbon anyway. Everybody says carbon's too expensive, so just raise our price and give us that right. data. Like I'll pay another. I don't know, 50 bucks an employee if you give us the data. I think they can make more money doing that than trying to sell that for 10 grand. Well, they could sell for 10 grand if it was good. Or whatever it's, it is. It's just not good. You sell shit. It's not that good, but yeah, it'll, well, get, when it, it'll get good. But Carmen usually good. doesn't do that. Yeah, they normally Carmen give it to you doesn't. for free. And then, like. I felt like I was in a. So I felt like I couldn't critique it while I was there in person because I was afraid of anything. Like, Ackerman, you should have said something though, during there. You, you I should have, middle talk. of the presentation, like, I should have been like, uh, dude, question, this is retarded and you need to like, you need to just stop the presentation and rethink it. <laughs> you're like the kid in Emperor's New Clothes that you're like the kid that says, uh, you're not wearing any clothes on and everybody else feels open to say something like, what the is Dan and them doing talking about their employees like I don't know what they were going into but that, that when Dan went up there and they were just like they went on and on about this lady's sex life or something they were like I don't know what they were talking about she went going to a wedding and they started talking about her nothing to do with carbon but I don't know what they were looking at I'm anyway sorry. here's what I would automate kind of like there's there's a ton down. of stuff yeah. in bookkeeping that's not automated still like like oh, like 100%. basically everything on the balance sheet that's not a bank statement is needs to be automated. <laughs> so I would like there's a lot of so and then yeah I think client communication like Carbon does a lot of that with client tasks but but there needs to it be a way to take like, like we've always I said, want to take take the price initiative invo- product roll it over change the price send it to the client once they sign kind of what you did in Salesforce that automation like. Mm-hmm. I'd automate that whole process. What about a cl- where a client can? Yes, view the I'd status? love to do. Can I, they do that? I've been now? pushing for that. Just I, the, uh, I, I've been pushing that. Just I've literally been pushing pizza. that for zero for for so zero you know, to you do should that. Push, you should push an integration with Zoom so the text yeah, can pull I in. I know that's what I want. And then I'll just use Zoom. Like Dialpad 
so Dynapod, now we got to pay another ten dollars a person just to get that automation to work. And I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm too cheap. You just said you'd That's pay like fifty dollars more a month for carbon. I had to pay ten dollars for. I said I'm under ransom for carbon, and I have no choice. Like when Apple comes out with five hundred fifty dollars headphones, I go and buy them because I've got no choice. I have to use Apple products. I'm stuck in the carbon bubble, and I will pay whatever they tell me I have to. But I'm not going to add anything on voluntarily. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. That's a if it's not a good product. Having the status update available for the customers to see is a slippery slope. Like no, but just generic. Just like I'd like to have a generic. Or you can choose it. You can flip it on right. or off. Like that's an easy I, thing. I to built do. it inside of that Salesforce platform before, and what would happen is they would see it. They they would see that you haven't changed it from documents sent to in preparation or whatever, and then they'd be emailing you about see, that. See, I, I would just why isn't my text? With see, you? no, yeah, I would. But then you got to have somebody have that keeps up with that. That was just like preparing. And then I'd have a bunch of statuses for like waiting. Yeah, you like, keep it simple. Waiting for signature. Waiting for signature. After the e-file. Like I could have a bunch of statuses there. E-file accepted, e-file yeah, I don't, rejected. I don't want a million things. I don't want them all the steps that we have. So we have that now. Every step that we have, the most like process-oriented ones are the after it's done, right? Like in tax, well, we're on we're UltraTax, but like we have to manually match up those statuses in carbon and in ultra text because yeah, there's no the integration thing. there like that's that's another one that's something that we could try to automate but but that's because we can't because our tax softwares are ironclads and so what do we think about this like what what do you use for tax ultra tax ultra tax yeah i love ultra tax great product everything's great but i'm not going to use practice cs no no <laughs> did you like and what the f- is on vio on is their cloud oh, product that sucks <laughs> Don't even get me started. It doesn't exist. It's a phantom product. They have had advertisement for that for like eight years, and yeah. it's never been a thing. It's never really right. been anything right. different. I, I was beta testing that five years ago, and it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh it, man, that it, was a, that was right. smoking right. mirrors. That was the I'm definition sure, of vaporware. Sure Jimmy needs to. All right, yeah, I think we're going so, off. This is yeah. the best part it of the conversation, wild. though. This we got, is this like where we go wild. I, this is, I got, wild time. I I got twenty minutes. All right. So other than the tax changing system, which I think is incredible, I think everyone should do that, and I'll probably copy that too. So what else are you guys working at the firm that you're excited about that you're going to roll out in the next year or so? I think, I mean, from an operations perspective, it would be that basis product, rolling that out to everybody, hopefully. I mean, what's what's great about that that product is we're basically like doing pilot programs with them to, you know, and we have direct, a direct line to the co-founders as to what we like, what we don't like. So they're literally changing their product based on our feedback on a weekly basis so that we can have the functionality that we really need to be able to offer that higher level of service, you know, creeping up into that VCFO type level service. So that would probably be the most exciting thing currently. But I mean, that in addition, I mean, in addition to that, like we're, we're investing in the people function a lot. Like we have a chief people officer. So we, we, we made early investments in leadership. So we have that. And we're also, you know, outsourcing the people design house who's helping us build out career frameworks and, and really trying to take, take that people function to the next level. Cause 
you know, as it, as it currently stands, you know, it was, we were fine running around with our heads cut off for a couple of years, but now that we're scaling, like we need to have that stuff all built out and ready to go and showing a path forward for all of our employees to, to continue to want to stay here. If they, if they, if we don't do that, they're going to think that they're going to be stagnant for the rest of their careers. And most of them don't want that. They're pretty aspirational. And we want to be able to build that for them. I love that. Okay, give us one. If you're a firm owner, give us give us one piece of advice for firm owners out there. Your best piece of advice. Best, as the firm, best as piece the of firm advice. Therapy. I was just getting started. Are we already on advice? Uh, might, you know, he might have something else to do. I don't know. Nobody has anything more important than recording their episode on our podcast. That is, that is like the highlight of his month right now. He, just, he almost. I just, I, just to, yeah. he, I just have to pick up my daughter in a, in 45 minutes. That's all. <laughs> 45 minutes. She could like, Oof, you could be late for a couple now. hours. We're, we're taking though, this know? to the goal line. <laughs> She'll be fine. A couple of hours. Yeah. How old's your daughter? Six. She'll Six? forget about it in two years. It's fine. That's a, and how many kids you got? Three. Three kids. Yeah. I think we talked about this. What are the ages? Six, three, and two. <clears throat> six three and two and what's the mix are the they all humans the girl the uh, younger two are boys <laughs> Ooh, two boys two boys around the same age too that could get rowdy that could get rowdy fast were you a rowdy child not too bad not too bad when somebody played a loud noise and you were a kid did you turn away or did you turn toward turn it toward it test your kids and you will know a hundred percent who they're going to be as they get older. My son runs toward it and my daughter, both of them, they cower. They don't want to hear that noise. <laughs> like they turn totally turn away. And that translates through all ages so far, yeah. so far, so good. My son, I know what to expect because I would run toward it too. I would run past it. Like I would put my ear right next to it just to see if it hurt. I like it. And Matt, I bet you Matt was he run toward it for sure. Okay. Okay. That's uh, that's important. Ackerman, turn f- toward or turn noise. away? Definitely turn it away. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. 100%. That's what I thought. I'm an, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I'm not an extrovert. That's what I thought. When you like to party, yeah. when you get to you Vegas, get exhausted and after like these party, episodes. I like to go to bed. So that's the thing, though. I get energy yeah, so from You're an extrovert. Right. That's, that's... I, I get depressed. I get depressed when I'm home by myself after these trips. Like I was depressed for a couple of days. I went to Chicago, saw a bunch yeah, of people. That's because you're an extrovert. First time, fucking awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I thrive off of that. Like I, I feel yeah. energized and happy. Like that's. I'd rather the, be alone. Um, I'd that's be like alone. a burning. I I noticed that after uh, after that car carbon X dinner. Well, you guys wanted to like go to a bar across the street. No, thank you. There, Dude, I did go to bed too. Though I, have I went a, to bed I had a early five that, month that old at that too. time. Like, no, I'm going straight to bed. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm actually taking care of my sleep though. This is this is public information too. I talk about this all the time. Like, I'm trying to get more sleep these days. I've ignored sleep most of my mm-hmm. life, and I think I was thriving. Like, I felt even better than having to go to bed early. I don't like going to bed early. <laughs> But if I get into the routine, I realize how much I need the sleep, though. Like, I, you know, you get stuck in that matrix of 
so once once you start getting good sleep it's like that's the drug right. and i'm chasing that too like the way i feel to feel normal with sleep is, is what do you what do you get in a night now eight hours solid eight good for you eight hours every night um some nights it's like seven forty. some nights it's nine nine twenty like depending on if i can get to bed early but yeah i got an aura ring so Same. i'm um, paying attention to that yeah that's i saw the i saw your aura so yeah i mean i started doing the aura like late 2020 mm -hmm. and my life has changed for the better yeah. like now that i've been paying attention to that shit that's beautiful how's that uh, hrv you know hrv score so like it was in the almost hundreds early days of using mm -hmm. this now it's it's lower now it's like in the 70s sometimes sometimes 80s yeah i'm not sure why interesting i i, I it leveled out i stopped taking a medication was that it I used ritalin to take, and that's what dropped <laughs> it no i do still take ritalin until it's like vivans which is like ritalin but i stopped taking clodopin i was taking clodopin for like 15 years and then that me up on the other side of it like it's still me up man my, my anxiety is like crazy so I don't think we want to get into there. That's this is not therapy session that we <laughs> had. That we had in mind. I know you have to go pick up your daughter. Maybe I don't know. So tell us, give us the one piece of advice. You act, you act like I wouldn't shoot the baloney with you guys for the next four <laughs> hours if I had the time. <laughs> Listen, uh, now that I know you're a golfer, well, is there is there you, baloney you to shoot? Down. Like we'll go to Pinehurst. It's a business trip. We write the whole we write the whole thing off. So what schools? So what schools did you guys go to? What school did you go to? We didn't get into that. I went to Lemoyne College, which is a local. Uh, Do they have a mascot? I bet you they don't have a mascot. Like the the Lime Lemoines. I'm trying to come up with names here. Like <laughs> they were like Wolfpack is NC State, but that's red and black, and which I think that might be the color for accounting high too. Like teaser. Yeah. It might be a red and black, like my shirt. I've been drawn to that color lately. What do you think of those colors, by the way? Red and black? Yeah. For the accounting guy. I mean, like, if you want to be uh, a loser, Dark mode. Sure. Dark mode. Are you, are you I mean, serious, Ackman? So you don't like that? Red and black? Well, there, there'll be some spice to it. There'll be some spice. Sorry. Sorry. That, that was So Wolfpack is the NC State, mm -hmm. right? So I'm thinking if we go by the themes of schools, where did Matt go to school? He went to Oswego. What's a prominent... Oh, fuck. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> this is not like... The, the last guest, he went to Duke so we could go Blue Devils. Like, this that's is, actually cool. You do Blue hard. Devils. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm coming back to the names. I'm back to the Listen, names we'll of brainstorm. the squads. Squadcast. We'll, we'll brainstorm. Ooh, squadcast. That's an off-air thing. Right. We'll really do some deep right. dives. That is an off-air thing, yeah. Second Sorry. podcast to announce. So Miami Jason. I'm Miami Jason the, will come the up the rivers that flow oh, nearby. Man. There's we we can do things. Yeah, we can we can make a lot with it. See, he's gonna come up with a steak and I'm gonna sizzle it. I'm gonna make it pop. This is this is why we're a good dynamic duo. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna hold a, you to it. What's the time frame? When's the deadline? Oh, see, we gotta set the expectation. So I'd never set a deadline, especially when I'm writing music, like when I'm writing these songs. <laughs> I, sometimes I think like it'll take me two months to finish and then I finish it in a couple days and then some I'm still working on I'm still not done with so this is a creative process then we can't set expectations but by we'll Carbon have X. it to you by Carbon X yeah. by the next Carbon X nah dude I want to try to get to you in a couple <laughs> days I you just said to you don't give timelines you, you just gave one I love it you should do Ninja Turtles but there's only four so the red one 
You have to be able to. Yeah, and, and Ninja Turtles aren't Scott, yellow Scott, or green. Like they're, but they're not Scott, yellow or green. They are literally. This is why you literally can't. You do Game of Thrones houses again. So that's like a limited the, um, a number of houses. I I I I propose Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes, yes. Now got, that would be cool. I, There's like twelve of those. I got crickets. I got. Crickets. And you could like kind of make Apparently. up ones, like like yeah. I don't know like that the either. silver snakes. The, the, I, the, I, like I don't know. But that, you could no. like kind of make up your own ones there because you could have like. I can't believe Ackerman knows this. Like you both know this, and I've never even you heard got of high it. Am I supposed to know this time in middle school and probably missed that? But it was on Nickelodeon, yeah. I believe. Oh yeah, that was scary. Like when when the guy would come out and like get oh that was scary. Yep, the fog would roll yeah. out. <laughs> the Adder crack yeah, was that that one? Yeah, no, I feel kind of left out. Is that a different one? Anyway, okay, tell us a piece of advice. I, I did watch did. Nickelodeon. I used to watch that. I wasn't getting high in middle school. My friends that were getting high in middle school, I was not. I was like good boy up until like ninth grade maybe high school that's when it all went downhill (laughs) one piece of advice for accounting firms i mean it's it's such a overused one but like don't underprice your services at the end of the day that's accounting firms just historically suck at that right so when in doubt price high we're talking about that with the last client pricing i think solves 95 percent of issues yeah, don't worry if the client's going to say no because you will get yeses. Price, Price it high, high or say goodbye. And then the ones that... Ooh, wow. That was, that was the best line that you had all day now today. Now I got to no, write awesome. You're welcome. Down. Price it high. I'm writing that <laughs> down. That's actually... That was the end of that, period. Price it high or say goodbye. All right, Jimmy, Jim, James. Thanks, Jimmy. It's been an honor. Come, JC. Come, we, you have a standing invite to come play golf in North Carolina. Anytime. All right. Yeah, come play with us. We haven't played in a I'm while. Only, come, I can uh, play we'll, we'll go to Tobacco Road. Scott once a year because he makes me pay. He owes me. Just be prepared to pay for Scott. Oh, yeah, he won't right, bring his. He won't bring his wallet. He won't bring his. Somebody's wallet. gonna pay for me, or we can play at my club, and I'll and I'll cover you. Pay, play <laughs> my club for free, or or somebody. Where, pays where are me. you at, Scott? Briar Creek. He's by right he's by the airport. Raleigh. Oh, okay. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. So. Yeah. Ackerman got an eagle in the first yeah. hole on, on my Get course. It was straight downhill. First yeah, time he played it. Made like a 75 yard shot. First time he played it. And uh, it, was, it was beautiful. Yeah, I know. I was like, it's literally straight downhill from here. Yeah, it's. I, I've experienced a lot of eagles with my partner. I have never had one. Two for a two. I've experienced I, I a lot a, of I them. I made a shot from a bunker. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. played on COVID day. That was our COVID day. We went on April 20th, 420. That's my. That, uh, wasn't it four twenty? No, it was day, April. Way, no. Oh, no, we cheers, went. We cheers. actually went on April sixteenth. Like we went that. the day after Tax Day. I do like that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, you're was, invited. Was 16th, yeah, anytime sorry. you want. Bye, James. This is amazing. He's out there. All right.